Stampede. Garner is at number 114, recorded 92621. So much of what I say is subjective, but I try to look at the facts, and it might be safe to say this country isn't going to continue sailing along without challenges to our prosperity. What we've taken for granted during the last 50 years may be coming to a close. Our quality of life for many years may be lowered. The excesses that existed while our government amassed the largest debt in history can't continue indefinitely. And it's safe to say our politicians and economists will see the need for a reset. Or more plainly speaking, a default on the obligations. A default on the obligations held by our government's debt a restructuring of our debt, and a new currency will probably have to be instituted. 
Whether our consumerist economy will continue might also be called into question. Superinflation may not be contained without stringent controls, shortages, blackouts, perhaps the end of the internet, resulting with discontent and anger over what is happening. That could be all of our future. The good times in this country are rapidly coming to an end, and all the signs are there for us to see. And I'll say this, we were looking in all the wrong places for 50 years. We were betrayed by our politicians who believed in the bottom line, the need for more, and in that we built a society demanding more. We needed weapons. We needed our military stationed around the world. We didn't just arm our own military. We armed the militaries of other governments. We made politicians, generals, corporations rich by offering destruction. But What we should have been doing was building a society for looking and learning what was beautiful in this world. We were tricked into building a society whose only values were to destroy. And I, for one, will not forgive that.
I'm not going to stop telling you what you've become and what we've lost, the corruption, the violence you see every day didn't just happen overnight. We allowed the people of this country to be fed that societal behavior for 50 years. Some would even say our culture has been that way for some time, that it might even be because we're a European race and we've had a long history of destroying. Well, I can offer a different opinion that says European culture has produced some of the most beautiful art in the world, music, dance, literature, fine art, architecture, I could go on, but the facts are, our European culture has been directing the Western world for about 2,000 years, so I don't buy into what some people have been saying about the evils of the white man, because if you go beyond and look at other cultures that aren't the same as ours, you might find some very brutal behavior. Our social media in this country would suggest we would be better without European values. But that might not be very good for us. Putting that aside for a moment, what we've allowed for the last 50 years in breeding a culture of destruction isn't something we should ignore. It's turned us away from looking at what has meaning and value and it's weakened our very well-being, our safety. Our weapons aren't making us safe and stronger. No, that's the betrayal we've been fed. It's actually weakened us. We needed to teach our young about what was beautiful and our connection to the natural world. That's how we could have found contentment, not through the production of new weapons. We've become immune and indifferent to a destructive culture, the false values that consumerism brings. You want more at any price, but that's a cost that may be too high.
When and how our federal government is going to collapse isn't easy to say, but if history is any judge, it will collapse. There are some who would say that isn't going to happen, and that's all of what the propagandists would have you believe. In fact, when our government no longer can continue to function by creating debt, it might be the beginning of the end. Our economic system and the politicians who perpetrated our debt are masters in convincing the American people would suffer a calamity if our government defaulted on its nearly $30 trillion debt, and so they continue increasing what we already owe. It may very well be during the collapse the recognition that the system is failing, and only by disguising the truth of what is happening can it appear that things are still working. There are definite signs that something is wrong. Do the American people trust what they're being told, or even believe that their lives are getting better? If everything is all right, why do we need to build better or make America great again? Those words in and of themselves should tell you something is wrong. When you have unbridled mass shootings every day, when our government requires emergency vaccinations to counter a virus, when immigration of people entering this country by the millions non-stop, when our military conflicts resound in defeat, when inflation is at the doorsteps of everyone in this country, you don't have to ask yourself, is this country's government collapsing? Because all those signs would suggest it is. It's just that people still think our lives aren't like the people in the rest of the world. We Americans think we aren't like other people. And that might be because of a false pride. But there's definitely decay taking place. And the statistics keep telling us we don't rank high and educational standards.
you want me to tell you you're safe. Well, you aren't safe. And you're not immune from what's coming. You aren't even immune from the virus that is going to be with us for some time to come because the vaccines aren't fail-safe and aren't enough to eradicate it from around the world. No, you aren't safe. But then again, we've never been safe. And I'm not talking about COVID-19. No, there's plenty of evidence this world we inhabit is constantly changing. And whether we can protect ourselves from those changes is nearly impossible to believe. We've only been creating civilizations for a short time, ever since the end of the last ice age, let's say 10,000 years ago. In this world, that's a blink in the eye of history. And no matter how great our civilization may be, it's nothing compared to the strength of the natural world. Our time here is not infinite. We will perish as almost 99% of all previous living things on this planet. Now, how we live until that day has a lot to do with living our lives with meaning. We've created a culture of destruction in this country, but putting that aside, our continued place in the natural world is not guaranteed. That we could be snuffed out by events beyond our control at any time. That we're vulnerable. We should build something other than ways of destroying each other. That's why we should look for ways to create a society for expressing and thinking about what can make us content, knowing full well our time is limited on this earth. We never needed armies of destruction. No, what we needed were armies of soldiers devoted to creativity, of producing what is beautiful, even knowing our time is limited. We could find contentment in looking and teaching at what is beautiful, not our culture of destruction.
I can't be apologetic when telling you what you believed in, the continued strength of this country, that it's coming to an end. That's something Americans won't accept and will find it counter to everything they've ever been taught. The future collapse of our government's economic system because of its debt is nearly a certainty. And of course, when that occurs is part of our unclear future, but it's coming. And we should realize a restructuring of values will be at the foreground. History tells us what follows when governments collapse, that there will be a sweeping away of the people responsible for producing our insolvency. Tribunals will be established, and punishment will be swift and painful. Things like electricity and the internet will be turned off. Shortages of everything from gasoline to toothpaste will be difficult to find. That's what the crumbling of our society will look like, and probably much worse. Wholesale violence in the streets by political factions attempting to take control of power. The military attempting to protect our institutions. It's what we should expect from the human response to the excesses we've allowed in this country, not to mention external threats resulting in military conflicts around the world. History tells us what we should expect when our government runs out of financing its debt. That's the human side of our coming future. But this world has never run on our time or by our hopes and failures. No, we're tied to something far more mysterious and powerful. We've always been vulnerable. And history, not human history, tells us this world is ever-changing and our time is limited. And no matter how we try to change that destiny, we'll come to an end, as has happened before to almost all living things that once inhabited this world. Our extinction is inevitable, just like the dinosaurs.
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Bernard Herrmann's Wild Ride from the movie North by Northwest. Then Jerry Goldsmith's composition J.J. Giddies from the movie Chinatown. Then a piece by Kenyon Hopkins for the movie Fugitive Kind, Birdsong, followed by three works from Leonard Bernstein for the movie On the Waterfront, the main title, Pigeons and Beer, and finally, Glove Scene. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.